This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast as we begin our uh, March Madness. Here on Sunday night after the bracket has been unveiled. I've seen enough of those pregame shows to last me for a while. I mean, you got guys doing them that don't even know what league some of the teams are in. I mean, it's just scary. But uh, listen, here's the bottom line. As you begin this tournament, and the way we'll do it is, I'll give you an overview tonight. We'll be back Tuesday with a analysis of the tournament with picks and everything else. And we will take you through each day of the tournament with picks, and we'll be doing each of the games and everything else. So we'll cover this wall-to-wall for you. We'll also do the Knicks later tonight after they play the Lakers. The bummer is Brunson's not playing again. So it's very hard to judge the Knicks or treat them like they're the same team they were with the winning streak, even on this tough West Coast swing, because Brunson's been out. I mean, he came back and played one game. He wasn't ready. And it's, they're not the same team without him. He's their best player. So, I mean, you really have to take everything with a grain of salt since he's out of the lineup. I, I, I really do, unfortunately, for him to get hurt at this time with the team playing so well. But we'll deal with that later on. Now, what will make this tournament very, very interesting and really unusual is there's a lot of question marks as you start the tournament. Alabama's the best team in the country. Miller's the best player in the country. By far, he's the closest thing to Durant I've ever seen. I think he's the number two pick in the draft after the big guy. Uh, he is going to be a great pro. This is a guy who's six foot nine with a long wingspan who's had 96 threes this year. The guy's an unbelievable, unstoppable player. But what about the gun charge? Is he more involved in this capital murder than we know? Two of his buddies have been indicted on capital murder charges. He drove the gun there. The idea is he didn't know the gun was in the car. I don't know if that's true. We don't know what's true, what's not true. Did he block the car? Did he not block the car? Sometime during the tournament, this thing could come down around his head. We don't know if it does or it doesn't. But right now, they're playing the best in the country. They are the best team in the country, and he's the best player in the country. And when you have a player who can dominate the entire landscape, that's the kind of guy who could take you to a championship. He's that kind of player. He's the kind of player who could just step in and take the team to a championship. Plus, they're deep, they're long, they got everything. Alabama's best team. Now, you got other top teams that now have injuries. Houston lost their best player. He didn't play today. They lose to Memphis. Not even look like the same team because they're a team that is limited in scoring and Sasson has to score. Is he ready to play with a groin injury? Well, he sat out everything but nine minutes yesterday. He didn't play today. Is he ready this weekend? I don't know. We're going to find out. UCLA's lost two starters. I loved UCLA. I thought UCLA could be the team that could win it all. Now they're going the rest of the way probably without two starters. We know Clark's out. We don't know yet if the big guy's out, but we think he is. 
We know Clark's out there. Maybe they two starters. They lose that out of Arizona in the last second. Ball's in the air. Down two. Hits the rim. They lose. They missed a couple of free throws in the last final seconds. But UCLA's a terrific team. Great defensive team. But they're playing without two starters. Kansas, Bill Self just got out of the hospital two stints. So you don't know what kind of shape he's going to be. He'd probably be okay because they're good with that stents now. I have a stent. I got a stent last year. So I have a stent. All right. I had a, I went into the doctor, had a uh, blockage. They said, hey, we've got to put a stent in. They put a stent in. You f- I didn't feel bad. You know, the next day I felt okay. So you just got to, you know, you got to take some medication after that. You got to stay on blood thinner. You have to, uh, you know, try to watch what you eat, you know, and it should have done years ago. I mean, the bottom line is, but the medicine's great these days. So hopefully Bill's okay. Um, uh, they have injuries. Um, Houston has injuries. Miami has injuries. Tennessee has injuries. Virginia has injuries. These are top teams. All have injuries. You have to weigh what these teams can do with these injuries. I know a lot of you locally are worried about Patino and where is he going, and there's more than two schools in that fight right now, evidently. We'll get into that more as the week unfolds. Um, But he gets UConn, not a great matchup for Iona. UConn's not going to be surprised by Patino and Iona. They know him. Number two, they have the size to combat them. So it's not not going to be a matchup that's going to be very good for Iona, I think. I would have liked them against another team a lot more than I do. I had three teams that I wrote down that I thought were sleeper teams. Two of them I've been carrying all year. Three of them I had all year. I had Kent State, and they're playing Indiana in a 4-13 game. I had Oral Roberts because I love the point guard. I've loved him for years since he was great in the tournament a couple of years ago. They got the worst 12-5 matchup of all time. They got Duke, who shouldn't even be a 5, and they got Duke in a 5-12 game. So to me, I can't like him because Duke is too hot right now. I come in nine wins in a row. And Duke is a 5, like, forget it. Duke's, Duke's more a 2 than they're a 5. Um, the lowest they seeded Duke since 2007. So that's the anti shashevsky deal, except their co- coach did a great job this year. Shai did a great job. He came on very late, and they played great down the stretch. Uh, the third team was Sam Houston State, but they got beat by Grand Canyon on Saturday, and then Grand Canyon blew out the finalists on, Sunday, on, on, on Friday. They got beat by three points, and Grand Canyon wound up winning it all, uh, but they didn't make the tournament. That was my third sleeper team you know the, of the teams that would be like 12s or 13s that kind of stuff i like kent state against indiana i think I, and i haven't seen the point spread yet but i'll be liking kent state in that game i like vcu in the 12-5 game versus st mary's i think vcu has been really good they won the 8-10 they should be better than a 12 and i liked all roberts in the 12 game except they got duke so i can't like them okay uh i'm not ready yet to tell you which is the I, what i do is i take all four brackets one through eight. And I look and see which one I think is the strongest. That's how I've always done it. I don't do one through four. I do one through eight because, you know what, it matters to some teams. that You know, it matters that, you know, a team like Michigan State 
is in a bracket or Kentucky's in a bracket or TCU's in a bracket or Miami's in a bracket. I mean, those teams can play. So, and the eight, nine games are as tough as you would ever get. Maryland, West Virginia is a tough game. Iowa, Auburn is a tough game. Walkinsville, Illinois is a tough game. Memphis, Florida, Atlantic. And Florida Atlantic's like a stranger. Memphis is better than an eight. I think Memphis wins that game, but Florida Atlantic's a tough team. So injuries are going to play a very, very big factor. Does Sasser come back? Is Kansas healthy? Is Miami healthy? What does UCLA do with their injuries? So, I mean, we know Clark's not coming back. Defensive player of the year. A really talented kid. And Rutgers didn't get in, I think, because of the injury. And, and that was because they don't look at him as being the same team since the injury. You know what? That's not fair. That team beat Purdue twice. That team had some great wins. Rutgers was an NCAA tournament team. I think they got screwed. I really do. I think they deserve to be in the tournament. I, I really did. I, 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 I was surprised they were out. I, I thought Rutgers had a good year. I know the injury was a tough injury, but you know what? I, I thought they played their hearts out. They did some great things. They had some great games against Purdue. They played Purdue tough every time they played them. I mean, if Purdue's a one seed, I, I thought Rutgers put up a good season. I thought they did a very good job. They were a hard as nails, defensive team. I know they struggle to score, but you know what? I thought they were good. I thought it was unfair where they, where they got, you know, they didn't get in. I thought they should have got in. I thought as far as teams that I thought were seated too high, I thought Kansas State was too high at three. I thought that too low, Duke's too low at five. I thought Texas A&M is too low at seven. I thought Memphis was too low at eight. Memphis is a good team. They got talent. You know, they played Houston at full strength last week to a two-point game. They, they, and then they beat them up today. They are a good team. And Houston's a good team, too, a legitimate team that could win a championship. Remember, the Final Four's in Houston, but they can't win without Sasa. They're not going to win without Sasa. Give Marquette credit. You know, Marquette looked so bad against St. John's, and St. John's had every opportunity to beat them. And it's funny. DePaul played their heart out against Xavier, and Xavier came back in the final seconds and won that game. Then Xavier blew out Creighton, and then Marquette jumped on Creighton, uh, jumped on Xavier, and it was never a game in the championship. You know, 17 Two nineteen four. Good night, the lights. Game was never close. It's amazing how some of these teams get shot out of these games in the first couple of minutes. And, you know, when those threes don't drop and you're banging three after three after three to start a game and it doesn't drop and you're down 19-2, it's, sometimes it's hard to come back against a good team. Do I think Marquette's the best team at a two-seed in the Big East? I don't. I think UConn's the best team to go deeper. And I think UConn's better equipped to go deep in the NCAAs than even Marquette is. Xavier, to me, doesn't play enough defense. Creighton's too hot and cold. Providence tailed off badly. They're going to they're gonna have their hands full. They, they, they're going to have their hands full in the first round. You know, they really are. They tailed off badly. So they tailed off. So where look where they're seated. So you know they actually were not regarded that highly. So you know even surprising because they were having a good season, but they did tail off badly in the second half of the season, especially the last last two weeks of the season. 
as I said, Alabama, best team. Now, how much are they going to hear? How much is it going to bother them? They're playing in Birmingham the first two games. That's not going to be hard for them. Then the second round, when they're in the Sweet 16, how much is it going to be a problem dealing with? And you know, as they go through this tournament, people are going to jump to find something about what's going on there with that horrible, horrible murder. And whether or not Miller has a complicit role in that thing. So does that affect this team as it makes its run? It hasn't affected them in the last two weeks. I mean, they've played brilliantly. Looks like it affected them a little bit when it first happened. Not the first night. Well, they did have to go to overtime against South Carolina, which is not a good team. And Miller pulled them out with some heroics. Scored 40 points that night. And, you know, they've been hearing it, but you just don't know how much it's going to impact them. Arizona, strong team, along with UCLA. Texas, really strong team. How many teams do I think could actually win the championship? Alabama could. Houston could. Sasa healthy. Kansas could. Purdue could. Arizona could. Texas could. UCLA could. Three line. I don't think Marquette can. I don't think Baylor can. I don't think Xavier can. I do think Gonzaga can. I say will. I said could. I think UConn can. Tennessee, I think the injury kills them. I think Duke could. So I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten teams that I think could win the championship, could win it all. That's it. I don't think anybody else in the country could win other than those ten teams I mentioned. Could win the whole thing. I gave you a five seed that could. I gave you a four seed that could. I gave you a three seed that could. And I gave you seven of the top eight teams in the country. And I don't really love Purdue to win the whole thing. And I think right now, as we start this thing, Alabama is a cut above everybody else. Because of the injuries to Houston and Kansas. I think they are, and UCLA, because I would have said the top four teams, if all were healthy, to me, there's four teams that stood out to me. Alabama, Houston, Kansas, and UCLA. That was it. That was the first tier. Alabama, Houston, Kansas, UCLA. UCLA, Kansas, and Houston all have injury issues. And Kansas has a Bill Self issue. Alabama has an off-the-court issue. that could impact their best player. 
it's a very, very deep tournament in that there's not a lot to choose from. From the three line and the eight line, if I give you a Memphis-Baylor game, that game's a good matchup. That's a 3-8 game. If I give you Arkansas-Xavier as a 3-8 game, that's a good matchup. That's not in any way a mismatch or anything else. If I give you Maryland as an 8 against Kansas State, hey, Maryland can win that game without even beating, even turning ahead. So you don't have that much difference between teams that are on the seven or eight line. You got Michigan State on the seven line. You're telling me Michigan State couldn't beat Kansas State or beat Xavier or beat uh, Marquette? Sure they could in a heartbeat. You don't think TCU? TCU blew Kansas out of the building. If Kentucky's hitting shots from the outside the way they rebound, you know what? They could play with anybody in the world. If they're hitting shots. If they're not turning the ball over like it's a hand grenade. Can they rebound with anybody? Can they get second chance opportunities with anybody? Can they shoot from the outside? No. No. Same thing with Auburn. Playing in the 8-9 game. And the number nine seed, Auburn. If their shots are dropping, they could play with anybody in the country. They could beat anybody in the country. Difference in this game. And this tournament has some big men in it. Obviously, you got some teams here that have some size. But still comes down to the same thing. What breaks these games open are the dead runs where you give up a three, turn it over, give up a three, bad miss, give up a three. That's a 9 nothing run. Boom, boom, boom. The scores change in an eyelash in these NCAA tournament games. You have got to minimize runs. And understand, I learned this from the Grand Master many years ago, and that means from Mike Krzyzewski. It's three two-game tournaments. These teams, they're home. They prepare for a two-game weekend. They go back home and prepare. They go play a two-game weekend. They go back home and prepare. It's three two-game weekends. They're used to playing weekend tournaments. They're used to playing weekend home-and-home games. They prepare for two games. They don't look at the tournament in six-game blocks. They don't look four games down the road. When they're sitting there when this thing starts, they're looking at who they play Thursday or Friday, and who they play Saturday or Sunday. And that's it. They don't even want these kids to know there is anything past that. 
And then if they're successful, they bring them home to play another one. Now, when you're in the regional, do the lights get brighter? When you play in game four and you're up against the final four, does everyone understand how bright it is? Does everyone understand that after that comes seashells and balloons even before you get to play that weekend in the final four? Yes, everyone understands the destination is the final four. And remember, for these schools that are in different places and these coaches that are in different places, Bill Self, John Calipari, okay, they're in different places than some of these guys who are coaching at 12 seeds and thinking about, hey, one win gets me noticed, two win gets me in my next job. For the small schools, a, a sweet 16 trip is, is Shangri-La. That's it. It means that that coach is leaving. If that guy goes past two games, hey, he's a national story. He's got his pick of jobs then. So you got guys out there who know that if I can just win a game, I put myself on the map. If I win that second game and get to the Sweet 16, I bask in it for a week. And now I am on everybody's radar who needs a coach. Like right now, I can tell you the hot guy. Now, everyone knows the Patino saga, okay? Clear the wrongdoing by the NCAA. So now he's allowed for these schools can go after him now. With and Listen, he's still got a lot of baggage, but the bottom line is they can get past that baggage. And he's a all-time great coach. We know that. Even though he's 70, he's still a spry 70, all right? And now there's three or four schools that are going hard after him. He was talking to Georgetown seriously. Now St. John's interested. Now Texas Tech is interested. And by tomorrow, somebody else might be interested. We know that. That's Patino. That's an unusual situation. But right now, the Penn State coach is hot, okay? His team did a nice dance through and played really well right through that Big Ten tournament. Had upsets. Everyone saw them, okay? Played Purdue great. Everyone saw it. Now they're in the NCAA tournament. We'll see how they do here. He is a hot number right now. I can tell you that. He's getting mentioned for a bunch of jobs right now. He'll be joined by somebody who comes out of nowhere and wins two games this week or is on the map but still has to go out and win those games this week. Then you've got the guy who's never taken that school to the Final Four and needs to get to a Final Four. And then you got that guy who's done everything except win that championship. And for him, it's about winning that title. And then you got the guys who just want to, they just want to go there and drink from the cup one more time. Whether it's a guy like Self who's had so much success, or it's a Calipari, or it's a guy who's had, you know, an Izzo, or you go, just go down the line. But the idea of having that moment or getting that run, but it still comes down in the beginning to the same thing. Three, two-game 
tournaments. Bing, bing, go home. Bing, bing, go home. And six is a winner. That's the way it works. And it's an interesting year. There's a lot of storylines. I wouldn't say there's a lot of great teams. I think Alabama borders on being a very special team. Led by a player who can dominate. When you have that player who can walk through the entire tournament and put basically his, you know, his name on it and just stamp it and go out there and just dominate. I mean, could Miller go out there and score 30 points a game in this tournament? Absolutely. Without, with, without breaking a sweat. He can get 30 any night. He can get 30 and 12, 30 and 15 any night he wants. He can get 40 any night he wants. But right now, as we go through these first couple of days and kind of sort things out, the storyline is the question marks. The question marks off the court surrounding Alabama. The question marks on the court surrounding Houston and UCLA and Kansas and Tennessee and Virginia and Miami, etc. All have injuries. So like I said, we will handle this and cover it wall to wall. So be looking for podcasts pretty much in and out, day after day throughout this whole thing. If you like college basketball, we'll cover it for you these next couple of weeks. I love the tournament. Always have. It's, a, it's 22 days to a championship, and it is four, then four, and then two. Ten days of action. And this weekend, remember, you play the bulk of this tournament between Thursday at noon and Sunday night at 10. You play 48 games in that time period. More than 75% of the tournament's played in those four days. Wall to wall. 16 games, 16 games, 8 games, 8 games. The play-ins, eh, you know what? I tolerate them. I don't love them. But you know what? Once in a while, there's an interesting game there. Once in a while, something interesting comes out of it. So I've grown to be okay with them on Tuesday and Wednesday. They're a way to get you to Thursday. I don't mind them. And you have some names this year that aren't there. You know, Villanova's not there after being so dominant the last decade. Jay's in the studio. Villanova didn't make the tournament. North Carolina, preseason one, didn't make the tournament. Very surprising. Unusual, but it happens. So we've got a lot to cover. We'll be back later on this evening with the Knicks. And again, we'll have plenty of stuff for you day after day, so keep looking for it. See you later. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. 
Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan. And you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.